Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. Ori, there's always a dilemma with you. There's always a dilemma because I don't know what. You I want to change. I want to buy something else and I don't know. Obviously, the 246 I want to buy, Mick. We know that. That's got to go in my collection. But it is a big expense. All right? And I know we don't talk about values and costs, and that, but you got to think. you got to value things up. And at this time of my life, with my kids, you know, going through uni and getting a little bit older and I don't know if the time's right to spend that sort of money or invest that sort of money in a, in a car. But your fingers are itchy. My fingers are definitely itchy. I want something else, right? And it's not that I've been using the 360 and it's time for something different because I haven't driven so my we're car not, for a while. we're not talking about the 360 leaving. No, no, the 360's got to stay. I think I've now convinced myself that's staying. Yeah, it has to stay. Right? Gated shift, I mean, I love it. Right, I absolutely love it, and I don't think. Yes, you can replace it, but to find one and everything I've done to it to get it to the stage that it's uh, that it is, it's going to cost me a lot more now to go and replace it. And what for? And, and it doesn't need replacing. And that's a good point you make. Yeah, I mean, you've had it for three and a half, four years, or whatever it is. Yeah, coming up four and years. You've yeah. got it. To- to the stage where you're happy with everything. And we said that it takes five years of ownership of a car to get it to work, you know, get the services in line, get everything in line, the little nicks and whatever you want to fix up you, yep. to get it back to how you're happy and comfortable with. And I'm finally there. Correct. Right? Correct. you got the new tyres. New tyres, finally. Yeah, we've talked about those tyres for I don't know how many years. Exactly right. the whole the whole. But that's just like years. everything. You do yeah. all these things and then you say, okay, now I'm going to go sell it so someone else can enjoy it. And I'll start again and do it on a new car. Well, if someone bought yours now, it would be There's fantastic nothing to do. for them. There, There's nothing to right. do. At all. At if, all. If anything, if you want to do a, 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 the paint, you know, those little... Uh, chips at the front, yeah. stone chips and stuff like that. But that shows you've driven it. Correct. But that's the only thing that really needs doing. Otherwise, everything has pretty much been done. And you've got a book of every drive, when every it, fuel card, every, everything, every little everything, thing that you've everything, got. Everything, Who everything. you went with. Anyway, we're not talking about the 360. So that's, the 360's not going. The 360's not going. The 246 will come one day. I think so. That's uh, something I've set my eye and my goal on, and I'm definitely going to achieve that goal one day. But I always said to you, Mick, if they happen to fall around that similar price that I got the 364, I want to buy a McLaren MP4-12C. And I've always said, no, why Why the McLaren? And they are starting to get around that level now. Yeah, so, a little bit more, but not too much more. And I think, Mick, there's a few for sale at the moment. I was looking the other night and I said, I wonder if it's time to actually pull the trigger on this now. Okay, so we're talking about... The first of the road cars, not the F1 McLaren, which is the three-seater. So, I, we all love McLaren. Well, I love the McLaren, the F1. Everyone loved that car, right? And now look where it is today. It's and that's it. the one for the listeners that had three seats. The driver's seat sat forward of the two back seats. Correct. But what a car, right? An iconic car now in the world of automotive history and, and for McLaren itself. And up until then, after that, that's it. They didn't produce a road car. And then rumours around 2008 and 9 started that they were going to release another road car, and they did in 2010 with the MP4-12C. What a stupid... Well, anyway, we, I don't know what the, about name, the name, but right? it, it, it as someone for, said, I think it sounds like a calculator. Exactly right. So, calculator's name. So, they finally released that car. Mick, I loved it. I got all the specs on it and stuff like that, 
and I thought, this is the car because it's the first one to put McLaren back on the map with road cars, with supercars. A little bit like when I bought the Maserati 3200 GT. That was the first Maserati to relaunch the brand back in Australia and, and globally, too, uh, to be honest, with the hockey stick uh, brake lights, if you remember. Yes, I do remember. That, so I didn't really like them. I, I love that. Oh, I love that show. And that's, that was the car. So, you know, in hindsight, I wish I had kept that car because it was part of history for the brand. And I think this McLaren is that, and that's why I wanted it. Okay, so this McLaren, I mean, it's a, it started, what, 2010 or 11? 2010, yeah, okay. 2011 to 2014. So that was brought out to compete with the smaller versions of the Ferrari and Lamborghini, not yeah. the V12s. But no, yeah. Correct. So this, correct. this McLaren's a 3.8-litre twin-turbo. Hey, but it's got some kilowatts. I mean, we're talking about 600-and-something horsepower. It was quicker around the, uh, the top gear track than the 458. Yeah, which and is, I love the four Which is pretty days, amazing, know. isn't it? Really so, quick car. So I think it's not to sixty miles an hour or six not to one hundred k's was something like three point one or two seconds. I know, quick, quick. But is, uh, now that, it's not a gator shifter, no. and we know we all talk about gator shifter, gator. But it, it is, is a dual clutch. It's a dual clutch. So correct. It is. A, it is a dual clutch, and they've got some things on it that is interesting so that it hasn't got electric power steering it's got hydraulic power steering correct so and very direct and apparently gives you more feel now the question is we haven't driven i've never driven an mp4 dash 12c let's call it the 12c for the remainder 12C. of the podcast i haven't driven 12c but we've been lucky enough to drive the 720s the g we've driven a couple of mclarens but the more modern ones which they have all evolved from this car mick well this was the first one Correct. So after so, this came the 650 or something, I yes, think. Yes, uh, 650S, I yeah. think it was. And then 540C and all those things. And how good and how direct was the steering on that 720S? Oh, like the 720. Point steer. And you'd think from all the reviews that this car's similar, that direct steering with that hydraulic uh, steering that they've got in there. And it might be a little bit more, I'm not analog than the 720 yeah of course absolutely. as they get you know more modern then they're more refined and things like that but it's like driving a 360 and driving the new 488 or the new uh, you know f8 correct right they just so completely you know, so and then they've got to somehow build in uh, road experience so they'll build in drift modes and stuff like that Whereas this one here, this has all got, also got uh, interesting braking. I think they've got the steering braking so that on the inside wheel it brake earlier because it rotates less. So, so it does a lot of a lot of things for its well, time. The technology was all derived from F one for this car for the McLaren, right? And you can tell they've been at the top of F one for a while now, Mick. Well, so not recently, but yeah, but they're you know, getting back up. They're there getting again. back up there, right? So. For me, it's one of those cars that it's part. It's going to be a classic if it's not already a, a classic, right? I know it's only two thousand and ten, but it's going to be a classic. We talk about classics. I think this is one that you need in the collection. Well, it, it'll be a classic, I think, and I agree with you there because it's the first of the the McLaren road cars, right? All carbon fiber composite body chassis. Come yeah, on. they were because it all come from Formula One. I mean, right. they they weren't they weren't car makers before that. You see a little bit of the engine out the back, even though it's all carbon fibre covered. To be honest, so you don't see it as the beautiful Ferrari engine. Let's let's be honest, it's a more compact engine 
than what the Ferrari engines are. Well, if you look at the, comparing that to the 458, the 458's 4.5 litre, normally aspirated. Yeah. Uh, or naturally aspirated, should I say. But this one here is a 3.8 twin turbo. But, I mean, I'm not sure how much lag you'd have. I'd say you wouldn't have much at all because of the twin turbos rather than the single turbo. And the car, Mick, was designed by Frank Stephenson, who, you know, he, does, he designed Maseratis. He designed the MP, MP12. The, remember, remember the Maserati, that big, yes. long? Yeah. Mate, he's, as a designer, has worked on many a car, and this is one of his designs. I love the shape of the car. I think it still looks sport carish. Yeah, yeah it's a supercar. That's what I was going to ask you because when I looked at them initially, you didn't. Like I'm it. not sure that I liked the looks of it. Mainly the front, but the front grows on you. I think. I like uh, it. It's very similar to. The, I say similar. The lights at the front are similar to the 360 lights. Yes, the, they've right? got a hint of uh, the Porsche teardrop light too. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm not a big fan of. That, but not so much. It's not that. Clear, but, but the back with the exhaust halfway up, not underneath. I don't mind that. I love because that. that's actually more modern rather than having them at the, the lower point, like the 296 and, you know, the, all the others. But I, I've never really, really liked the, the shape. But I think when you compare it to the later ones, like the 720S and LTs and that and the Senna, I mean, the others get bigger and bigger. So yep. that's what I don't like about some of these cars. Instead of being a, a compact sports car, it's got to be bigger, more powerful. And so maybe you lose some of that feel. So when you put them side by side, I actually don't mind the look of the 12C, you know, uh, and it's it's quite – it's not very high. I think it's under 1,200 millimetres. So it's quite – It's a low car. It's a low car. But the doors, the beautiful butterfly doors. Yeah. That they call it a funny name, the uh, – Dihedral or something. Dihedral doors. But we call it a butterfly Butterfly door. door. (laughs) But I don't know. It's one of those cars, Mick, that every time I say, yeah, no, forget about it, I just keep coming. I always look at them. Yeah. And I think it's also you look at them more so when you believe it's hit the depreciation level. I think you're buying them good now, right, at the moment. You're getting a lot of car for the money is what I believe. And the, do you remember the gentleman who had the 360 over in, uh, I think he's on the Isle of Man, he converted, remember he rebuilt his 360 and turned it into a challenge? Yes. With all that. He also bought an MP, his next a car that he was going to start to tweak and modify was the MP4-12C. And so I watched a few of his reviews and he just raved about it, Mick. Completely different. So he had that gated shifter 360, and this, the, uh, what, the paddle 12s. shift, paddle yeah. shift. But then, mind you, there's 10 years difference between them. Correct. And he just raves about how good it is. So I think they're a good pair to have in your collection. I'm trying to convince that, myself. Well, you've always liked the 12C. I think you even thought about that uh, in before the early days. The 360. Yeah, before the 360. Before the 360. But then I said, well, hang on, you know, you can't get a, a McLaren before a Ferrari. I mean, you're a Ferrari nut, you know. Yeah, so no, Ferrari's there. That. And do I really want a McLaren? You know, like I said, the Dino is the car. So this is all the – so how do you make these decisions? Okay, I'll tell you how you make them. I mean, you're but simple. I, you went Ferrari, Ferrari, Ferrari. Right? You okay. keep buying Ferraris. Okay, the question you have to ask yourself, what extra enjoyment are you going to get out of the 12C yep. compared to what you've got and what are you going to use it for? So 
They say, they say, and we don't know, because they said it about the 362, that you can use it every day. It's one of those supercars that is actually quite user-friendly. You can go down to the shops if you want. It's like two cars in one. Or if you want to you know, go quick around the racetrack, you can. Now, they said the 360 is quite user-friendly, and it is. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not going to drive it every day, and I'm not going to drive the McLaren every day either. So then I'm going to have two weekend cars. Well, that means you've got to make a day during the week that's going to be your weekend as well. So yeah. You, you can yeah. Take, look, I mean, you do a fair bit of travelling. Correct. All right, for work. And and maybe on the nice days that, you know, that you know you've got to go somewhere, of a, you know, we've got the wine regions here in South Australia, the Brosser and the McLaren and yep. whatever. Take it out. You take it out. But in saying which one would be more user-friendly in terms of, a, let's say, inverted commas, daily, I would say the 12C would be. Then, uh, then the 360. Yeah. And solely because – actually, I'm not sure the size difference between them, but – I reckon they're similar uh, similar length and width. Maybe the height is a bit different on the McLaren. Touch lower, I'd say. I would say it'd be a touch lower, not much, but it, they'd all be around the 1,200 millimetres high. Yeah. But I just feel that even getting in and out, the because they've got the dihedral doors or the butterfly doors, it's – even in a car park would be better. You know, uh, uh, you, we say that, but it is, if you look at it, Mick, I think it's easier to get into the 360 or the 456 or, you know, the Ferraris we've got at the moment than it is this because this is a monocoque, so you've got to step into it. So you remember right. the 720S? How Not only the 720S, the Lotus. The lo- yeah, Correct. Yeah. The Lotus that we have to step into them. So getting out of a car park, well, number one, I wouldn't take it to a car park and tight car park, but I think it's a little bit more difficult because you've got to, well, in saying that, though, you say that, Legs but the door, the door comes up. The door does so come up. So you're sort of standing you've up. You've got the space. To, yeah. you Look, that'd be interesting. I, I think the next step would be is to go and have a drive, really. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're not going to buy one without driving. Bro. No. We've, you've got to drive it. You've got to feel it, you know, like you always say. I mean, and uh, I mean, if you find the right one, then, of course, you've got to do a PPI, you know, the normal story. Well, I think you, you've you got know. to go back to the dealer, don't you? Because well, really, that's right. Who else? You'd go to uh, Zagami here. You'd go to Zagami or the yeah the McLaren dealer here in uh, South Australia and get them to do the PPI. Because yeah. with this car here, I don't know if you'd go to your local technician. You'd need someone no, that's familiar can't. with the car. No, no, you'd you'd have to go to you'd go to here in Adelaide. You'd go to Zagami, and so then you know the process now starts. Look for all the faults. What goes wrong with them? What is the maintenance cost? So they, now I'm doing all this study again, like I did with the 360. Yeah. Well, right? I think with the serviceability, there was not many. They recall. They recalled them a couple of times. Every car tweaks. gets recalled. Look, hey, it's the first generation of a car. So yes, they've improved it as they have gone, but there were issues with the 360. Correct. And they improved it. Well, the three five five, and even before that, yeah, right? Every every car that comes out, particularly when you're not talking about, you know, a Toyota that builds thousands and thousands, but even them, they get recalled. Yeah. So, yep. as long as it's been dealt with, uh, then I don't think it's a drama. I agree. It's uh, my question is same, a little bit like I've got a couple of questions, or in a couple of issues, I should say. Storage. Storage is an issue. Yeah. Storage is an issue for me. It didn't matter if it was the. Four, uh, 246 or this storage and then I'm really debating colour on this one. Oh, interesting okay because the Ferrari I knew I wanted red with tan that's it there was no well McLaren is not red it's no, not going to be red not going to be red but I'm thinking I really want orange 
Because for me, that's or- the that was their launch colour of this car. Okay, orange is okay. What I don't like in these that I've seen, I don't like the yellow. Oh, you don't like yellow? No, no. not really. I don't mind the white. White, black. I've seen a black one. Our mate in Isle of Man, he's got the black one. And even bronze. You know, the yeah, bronzy yeah, colour. that orangey, burnt orange yeah. colour. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. But how about silver? Silver's okay too for me. The thing is, I mean, when you're looking at secondhand, you haven't got a lot of choice. No, and that's why I suppose I've been looking, 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 and there's a few at the moment. One silver. One, one white. One white. And one uh, orange. Yeah. Uh, was that is that orange or yellow? No, it's orange. Oh, okay. and the and the and now the other thing is, there's the spider version because after the coupe, but I'm not a big Spider Man. So my other thing is, but you want the MP4, you want the 12C. Do I buy it with that hard top Spider? So I've got that Spider option, and I've got the 12C. So then it's a real difference to the 360 to the. Okay, so. Let me ask you, because I'm not sure about the Spider in terms of, is it a soft top or is it a hard top? You mentioned a hard top. I think it's hard top. So it's think an it's automatic hard top. Hard top yeah, I think it? it is. Well, I would, I would suspect it is because Ferrari came out with a 458 in- I'm pretty sure it is. In a hard top Spider. Okay, so that, look. I, I wouldn't buy a soft top Spider, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm not a Spider man either. However, because spider. you've got the 360- It's a retractable hard top, Mick. Oh, well, then I think you've got to look for the spider. But I would say in terms of cost, you know, well, price, it's going to it be, would, it'd be up there in terms of – So that's just to, to have the real point of difference. Say, okay, why have you got these two cars? Well, one's a spider, one's a coupe. Yeah, that's true. A hard top spider, I don't mind, you know, because on that the odd days that are really good, you can it's just a hard top and it looks like the standard car. The thing is I'm going against everything I believe because I'm not a big spider man. Like, I don't think I'd ever drive with the top down. Well, there's no point then. You know what I'm trying to say? But it is different. Is There is a point of difference between the Ferrari and the McLaren. Number one, it's the brands. Number two, it's 10-year generation, you know, 10 years, let's say, different in terms of years. Yeah, so you're talking about a 210 yep. compared to a 2000. And then, you know, my other question I keep asking myself, why do I like this McLaren 12C more than, say, a Lamborghini Gallardo of the similar times. That's interesting. Which one? Why? Yeah. Because so when, when the 360 came out, the Gallardo was around also 2004 and stuff like that. So that was in competition. So let's just say those 2000, 2010, these are the cars that were out there. So why don't I like a Gallardo and more than – because it's Lamborghini. Should you have that in the collection? That comes in the garden shifter or the – Paddle shift, but I I think I would want the McLaren before the Lambo. Uh, look, I'm with you on that one. The Gallardo, I don't really like the look of it. I do like the Superleggera yeah, that they I, made in that generation. Yeah, but I don't really like the look of the Gallardo. I think that'd be a, a great car, and it's still an Italian car. So at least with the McLaren, you're going completely different. We're going different. It's completely different. And it'd be interesting, you know, I mean, I haven't driven a Gallardo either, so no, neither maybe, maybe you should drive both. But then again, you've always, you've never mentioned the Gallardo. No, never. So, it's so actually would, never, ever, yeah. ever been in my, it wouldn't even be in my top 100 cars okay. in my collection. So that's forget about that. It's really, I think, you've got to look and feel the 12C and see what you think. See, so, I, do you remember the day we got that 720S? Yes. 
Mate, the Spolum, I love that car. Well, the 720S was a phenomenal car. Well, it is it a phenomenal is. car. It still is, yeah, exactly it, right. It is a phenomenal car. To me, it was just too good in terms of, but the steering, I absolutely loved the steering and the power yeah. that it had. All right, but it was just too much. I don't know, it, you know, compared to because we like classics, it was too far from a classic. And this is the thing: how about the fact it's got no soul? Well, we don't. You drive a McLaren's got no soul, got no history, got no pedigree. Not got. Well, wait a sec. We say that, but they have been racing cars, yeah, for a long time. So McLaren has been a race car, yeah. You yeah. know, so you know their soul and their thing came from Formula One. This road car was Formula One technology. And where's Just like Ferrari get their Formula One technology, goes onto the road cars. Yeah, yeah. So from that point of view, now how would you feel in that? Because it's, it's 2010, so we're talking, you know, 20-odd years. It's, you know, 25 you start talking about classics, 25, 30 years or whatever in terms of the age. So it's, it's there or thereabouts in terms of not being too digital and too – out there, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It's What's more the digital dash like? than the, yeah. It's more digital than what the obviously the three hundred and sixty. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, sure. The three hundred and sixty is all analog for sure. But you know, I don't, I don't know. It's something different. I'm sort of after you've mentioned that you know because you've been on the bandwagon now for a while. I've sort of looked at them and I'm thinking, hang on, that's all right. And you see a few reviews here and there. So uh, you ready then? We're going to go and have a chat, Mick. I'm always ready for that. Don't oh, worry well, about that. Okay. I'm always ready for a, to go into a, a car yard or a private guy and have a look at the car. And, All right. Well, that's yeah. what I'm going to start to organise it. I think, I think we've made a choice. Okay. So we'll leave it up to you. You start making the, the calls and we'll go and have a look. Okay. But anyway, we're going to leave it there. Like always, you can catch us on uh, mickandori at gmail.com and, of course, over Instagram and YouTube. But remember... If your car's not a classic, it will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys.